What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Patrick Ali, self-proclaimed the mortgage guy, uh, coming at you with another episode of Live on Real Estate, uh, joined always by CP, my counterpart. What's going on, bud? What's happening? Good morning. Good. How are you doing this morning? I mean, you look great. I'm, I'm on it. Yeah, I'm cuffs rolling. folded up. and That's called a French cuff, right? Uh, this is just called my trademark. I like it. Yeah. I like <laughs> it. That's good. That's really good. And uh, joining us again in studio is Henry Doe. What's, what's happening? What's going on? Glad, You're just telling me. Here. Just told me a killer story about getting basically free clubs. Oh yeah, that's me. That's free is for me. <laughs> free is for me, and we're <laughs> super. Hall knows that. Right, right. <laughs> we're super excited. Uh, I, I have to say it this way: Willie J. Davis. Yes, I just you, feel yes. like it. Ha- you have to it, say it you, that way. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remax Eclipse, how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. How are you today? I'm doing phenomenal. So yeah. just to kick off the show, I got to tell a quick story. So uh, for. Many, many years, my dad was a very, very faithful with, like, shoehorns, right? Okay. And this yep. is just a little insight. I didn't know and you I, could be faithful. Yeah. Oh, my God. Horn. I mean, this thing's, like, ivory. <laughs> it's got, like, a golf club stick, and it's got, like, a little spring in it. Just, you know, I guess for mobility. I don't know what you use it. Whatever. So, anyways, I always made fun of him for a long time. Yeah. Bought a shoehorn yesterday. Oh. And let me tell you, it was it changed my, my life. life. I mean, like, my, we just bought a van, too, and I get way mm-hmm. too excited about stuff. Like, everybody around here knows. Mm. If I buy something <laughs> new, I don't care what it is. Like, it could be just a T-shirt. I'm way overly excited. So I, I even sat in the van. I put shoes on with the shoehorn. It's, oh, it works. Something it's else. universal. That's just so you know. Life change. Yeah. So if you ever are in the market, I would say uh, Walmart in Chesterfield. They got good shoehorns there. Mm. Just does, a quick uh, plug for them. Okay. So does your dad have, like, the back scratcher? No, 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 no. He's never gone that far. We've <laughs> okay. traditionally been like a, we've been traditionally like a, a door back scratcher, if you know what I'm saying. The yeah, old, the old lean. Like, country bear style. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> us. I mean, I'm not going to go that far. That's crazy. But anyways, so we're here to talk about not shoehorns, but a little bit about mortgages, real estate, hopefully add value to everyone's day. And uh, Willie, we're super excited to have you, but give us like a quick, I would say like 30 second tidbit on, you know, how you started in the industry and and kind of your start into real estate. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I've been in real estate for over two years now, uh, born and raised here in Metro Detroit. And um, I had lived in L.A. for a couple of years and I came back and it was after the bankruptcy. And I just got this. I just felt this feeling that everybody was just so excited and there was just this motivation going on in Metro Detroit that I hadn't experienced anywhere else before. And my heart just told me, Willie, you got to stay. Yeah. And when I decided to stay, I said, I want to be a part of this change right. any way I can. And um, and it kind of fell into real estate, and it's it's been fantastic ever since. Nice. What were you in L.A. for? Um, it, it was another part of my life where I had a small window of opportunity after I graduated undergrad. Um, I said, well, I can either stay here and stay in this 9 to 5 right. or mm-hmm. – or, you know, jump out that small crack in the window. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, so I went to L.A. for a couple of years and, and worked, you know, in marketing as well. Oh, nice. Technology company there. And um, it was fantastic. But, you know, it was yeah. even better coming back. Well, and how does that transition work, you know, from because if you're, you have a marketing background going yes. into real estate, I feel like that's mm-hmm. like, that's number one. Right. I mean, that's it, that's a huge yeah. proponent of your business. Yeah. Um, the, the day I left my job, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I immediately transitioned myself from, you know, I was a brand marketing manager for various mm-hmm. companies um, to Willie Davis Realtor. And um, I, most of my business has been coming from referrals or what people have seen on social right. media and on Facebook and, and whatnot. 
and and I think that has a lot to do with my success. I mean, just real estate agents in general. You yeah. know, you just have to have a fantastic social media presence. Yeah. yeah. And I think, it, it, you know, we talked a little bit before the show, just like social media in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just insane what technology does for us. I mean, it started yeah. out as, you know, the growth of CRMs and being able to, you know, organize your business. And then it became, you know, well, I don't know if you use like real comp or MLS, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. it is, yeah. you know, MLS became, you know, was from this book that you'd sit on your oh, desk yeah. to now everything's digital. <laughs> and then even yeah. more so into different programs like list reports and you know social media it's just mm-hmm. served as such a great platform i feel like yeah no absolutely yeah and so uh, talking a little bit about the market you know it's kind of funny so i i had pulled this i pulled this article today from cnbc and i just want to share this and and talk a little bit about this and see how this re- affects our business see how it affects your business absolutely. so this is from cnbc um it says that home buyers have been brushing off the slight high, rise in interest rates due to recent weeks, but those rates move even higher, purchasers are now pulling back. So basically what they're trying to tell us, and CP and I talked about this a little bit, is that like they think because interest rates are rising that we're not seeing any more any people buying homes. And I just think that that's kind of crazy in my mind because I yeah. feel like at our company we've had record number of pre-approvals and people turning over. Yeah, now, you know, I mean, I guess there's a lot of things of where that could be coming from, right? right. I mean, in our, in our world, we're, we're right in the spring heat of of buying right, right? And, and it's in my mind and, and from what i'm seeing it certainly seems like that that's in full swing yeah um you know the other thing too it, when they're talking about mortgage rates rising i mean are you talking like in the grand scheme of things yeah. are you looking at it over like a two or three year period right are we looking at it over a two week period right because you know we all know mortgage yeah. rates haven't risen Right. Um, well, and we even we even talked about it on recent shows is that when they say, you know, application rates are down right. 2% or 6%. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, if you take every mortgage that's originated in the country and take the 6% of that, I mean, really are we dealing with a market that's like hurting or right. is it something that is, you know, it's just it's the ebb and flow of the business, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I I I think that uh Willie, you uh, curious yeah. to get your take on it. Um Activity is nuts right now. Yeah. I mean, we're talking to tons of people that are wanting to buy houses. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And the same here, too, you know, with the interest rate, from the interest rate perspective, you know, I say, you know, to your point, yeah, is it increasing, you know, over yeah. the last two weeks or six months or whatnot? You know, no matter if it's increases an eighth of a percent over the last six months or whatnot, right. they are still historically low yeah. compared right. to right. the 10, 15 the percent that right. was, yeah. you know, at a right. certain point. Um, but also, on the other hand, I, I think a lot of first-time home buyers, if you will, yeah. they're just at that point where I'm tired of renting. I need yeah. to right. get out of this hamster wheel. I don't care if interest rates are four and a half, right? Or, you know, or whatnot. Yeah. So they're not necessarily so focused on the interest rates. It might be people who are buying their second or third home, mm-hmm. but those first-time home buyers, they said, oh, "Okay, I just." Paid another thousand dollars this yeah. month for my rent. Yeah, I've been paying rent for seven, ten years. Okay, I need to buy a house, right. and it won't matter what that interest rate is necessarily. Well, and a lot them. of it comes, I think, back to like the mom and dad and grandma and grandpa mentality. Mm-hmm. Is like mom and dad are chirping in your ear. You know, I mean, obviously, well, your kids are lucky enough. You've been in the industry, so you know what's going on. But 
Um, you know, mom and dad or grandma and grandpa saw interest rate. It's 11 percent, 13 percent. So that's what their focus is. And I mean, the reality of most first time home buyers is you're either going to move in five years or you're going to you're going to refinance in five years because life happens. You yeah. either need to take cash out or you want to maybe adjust your interest rate. So, you know, a lot of times what we find and I don't know if you find this is that the first the first conversation you have, first thing somebody asks you is what's the interest rates? Yes. You know, what I mean? <laughs> what's the interest rates? And, and, yeah. and it's hard. It's hard to come across. I, and I say it lightly, but it's hard to come across not like an asshole sometimes mm-hmm. because you're like, does it what is it? You know, yeah. what does it matter? Because right now we're in a we're in a time where, you know, between yeah. four and five percent is yeah. a lot better in my eyes between mm-hmm. 11 and 13 percent that you were dealing with even 10 years ago. No, yeah. absolutely. And, and even sometimes what I'll tell clients, too, I said, don't always just shop interest rates you know right one lender might give you four percent one might give you four and a quarter but at the same time that one lender gives you four percent you might have two three thousand dollars more of right. um yeah. closing costs yeah and then i also say what is the lender that you feel the most comfortable with i'll pay an extra quarter or half percent for somebody who especially if they're looking at all of my financials and all yeah. all up in my business for right. six <laughs> weeks you yeah know. yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah here's an extra half percent you can charge me because right. i feel the most comfortable with you and right. you're walking me through this process yeah, right so. we we provide a service uh, Absolutely. you know i mean we do not sell f-150 pickups that no. are that's that are all the same yeah. are you looking to get um, a new f-150 no, right <laughs> right you know and so there's there's what goes along with that and the other thing too is you know if your interest rate today is x and you know next week it, it goes up by a quarter percent especially for your first time home buyer that is going to probably translate on your you know depending on how much of a house you're buying to like twenty dollars a month twenty five right. dollars a month in your payment and when you compare that versus renting and you you know what i mean i mean it, it really truly i don't want to say it doesn't matter but it's so it's such a small insignificant piece you know, rates mm-hmm. are good, and that's really mm-hmm. about all anybody well, really needs to worry about. Let's talk about monthly payment, because, I mean, yeah. that's what people miss right. the boat on. Right. A, yeah. right. a lot of the time, you know, they talk about, oh, you know, it's this is 4% to, you know, 4.5. It doesn't really matter. You know, it's 20 like, bucks, can, you, yeah. can you afford the house? Can right. you afford the monthly payment? Right. Because at the end of the day, you know, that's what matters. Right. I don't care how much interest you're paying, you know, in 30 years. It's, can I make that monthly payment? Right, which is something that that Willie mentioned in his email uh, back to us, is and and I think this is super important. Uh, but your credit, I mean, yes. just your credit. I think a lot of people don't yeah. know. <laughs> CP's like shaking his head over. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people don't know, and, and especially first time homebuyers, it's important to educate, and it's important to educate folks that have bought two and three or four times. You know, the first time homebuyer, when you when you get on the phone with them and you talk to them or you meet them in person, a lot of times those conversations I feel like are almost easier. Because they're they're allowing you to guide them, and they right. understand that you're the professional, um, you know. And it, really, the only time I feel like they don't feel comfortable is when they can sense, you know, they get that that vibe from you or that sense that you know. I just feel like you're not telling me the whole story. So if you're good at what you do and you explain properly, that's pretty easy. I think the second and third and fourth time home buyers are really still focused on when you know you could get a loan without even showing your assets. As long as you show up to the closing table with money. You know, you're good. Like, hey, just pop over, you know, hop over to the office, give me a cup, few grand, and, and we're, we'll call it even. And so I think credit is super, super important, and it's big with interest rates, too. And a lot of people don't realize that. Yes. Like, you know, companies do have, do look at credit in, well, let's break down what, what credit even is first. 
credit is basically your ability to repay debts that you're borrowing against. I mean, let's yeah, it's your history it's of your how hi- you've exactly. done exactly in, in repaying exactly. So when you look at interest rates stacked up against credit or whatever credit you are, a couple of factors that go into it is, you know, if you don't have the best credit, there's programs out there. That's why there's FHA loans and different things like that. But you know. Each lender looks at a mortgage in as a risk, and it's about how much risk am I taking on. And if I have somebody that has, you know, a 640 credit score, had a bankruptcy that discharged five even five years ago, but or seven years ago, and it's still showing up on the report, that to me is more risky than the guy that has 780 or 700 credit score that has not a single blemish and has only had you know five or six credit cards or debts in their entire life. And so I think that that's tough for us to explain a lot of times because it really is, I think, a super in-depth conversation. Um, but is that something that necessarily you're talking about? Yeah, you know, a, a lot of times when when some of my clients will come to me, you know, one of the first things, one of the first things they say is, oh, I want to look for a house in this price range. Right. And I said, well, how did you get yeah. that number if you <laughs> right. haven't even talked to a lender yet? I went on um, Zillow. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but also too, a lot of them have no idea what their credit score is, right. and and you know we'll go into detail a little bit later about the three different bureaus. Right. But they also don't know how a lender is using all three. Right. And if they're using all three, and and what does that mean? Right. So, so that's a whole convoluted conversation that they are not even attempting to even have. Right. <laughs> right. You're yeah. right, and because there's a there's a fancy app, just like there's mm-hmm. an app for everything. There's yes. an app that actually does your appraisals now. You know that. Oh, jeez. I mean, yeah, and it'll tell you. So I did this. I I, I played around with this app, and I put my address in, and it gave me, I don't know, it was like 140 for my house or something like that. And then you can actually put, like, any repairs you did or if you painted it. All I did is I painted a couple walls, put down some trim. I put it in the app. My house is worth 160. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm selling them. Isn't that nice? Yeah, all in, like, 15 minutes. It was great. You know, but those are the kind of conversations. So, like, when, you know, whether you, if you're a first time home buyer or you bought a home before, there's different, um, there's different algorithms that the mortgage industry, the car industry, the credit card industry use to, you know, show how much your credit score is. So, you have, you know, with your TransUnion Equifax and Experience score, you know, we're taking, uh, you know, we're taking a combination of those three scores, and that's giving us that that mid score to qualify. But I feel like a lot of people don't realize that there's different areas that we're all watching. So you, I get a lot of people that say, "Well, I went, just bought a car. My credit was seven hundred, and you're telling me it's seven fifty. Well, yeah, because the car, the way that the car company might be looking at it, credit wise or whatever the the type of algorithm that they're using may be completely different than what we're using in the industry. And that's just to show your ability to repay. And it's just something that we've been passed down yeah. from who regulates us. Well, and, and you know, the different credit reporting mechanisms, right? So everybody now, either their credit card tells them their credit score mm-hmm. or they have credit karma or they have some type of link. And it's, you know, in some ways it's really, really good that people are a lot more educated about right. credit. The problem is I feel like the education is, is kind of lacking. Um, yeah. People sort of have a false sense of like, oh, I know my credit. My credit's good. You know, my credit karma told me it's good. Mm. And the reality is, you know, those are very, very shallow looks at someone's credit. It's Mm. not a tri-merged report, like you said, from the three reporting agencies. And they do not nearly go into the depth and history of a credit uh, report that a mortgage credit report does. Your car doesn't either. Your car looks bad. I don't know what they use or what, you know, exactly what, what system they're on, but... It doesn't go back as far. When you get your mortgage credit report pulled, 
It's a lot more in-depth. It's going to pull things from way, way back that you don't think matter anymore, but mm -hmm. they do. And typically, your scores are a little lower right? You know, when we pull your credit report. So there's right. a, it's a whole mixed bag out there. Well, and not to, not to you know, throw shade on any, any one mm -hmm. industry, but the other day, my wife got a new van, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. We can so talk for hours. We all know, trust me. Yeah, yeah we'll talk for hours about it after, I promise. <laughs> but like even with her, when she went to go get it, she told me she said the guy used your income. I said, well, I'm not. I'm not on the loan. Like I'm not in my industry. That's so foreign because I'm like, okay, if, if Henry's going to be on the loan, with, you know, and Henry's mom's going to be on, I need both of their income. I need verification of both. And he goes, used your income. I don't know. He just did it, and we got approved for it, which is great. But like, it, I didn't have to have my credit checked. I didn't have to give him any documentation. So it's just crazy. It, you know, it's crazy to see. There's there's a lot of misnomers and misconceptions. I feel like. Yeah, the same thing actually happened to my sister about a year and a half ago. She wanted to get a car, use her husband's, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, you know income, uh, income. Yeah, she yeah. bought a van though, right? Uh, no, I was trying to talk to them. They they need one though. They, that's I'm a whole I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> fill that vans thing are up. Outdated. All right, enough of enough about my SUVs. van. No, enough about your van. But one yeah. other thing on the credit. <laughs> I missed it. One other thing on the credit piece is you know, your score will absolutely dictate the type of loan you get, and right, you know what your loan looks like. And I think that's the other side of things, right? So someone thinks that my credit score is 700 because that's what Credit Karma tells them. When reality, we pull it at 660. Right. That's a big difference. Yeah. You know, credit typically in the mortgage side of things works in 20-point buckets. And when you fall from one bucket to another, you just moved into another layer of risk, and your interest rate or your costs either went up or down as a result. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's... It's a big thing. And, well, it's, and it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. But I think it puts I think it puts the agent in a, at an advantage. And we talk about the 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 benefits of a partnership and you know having that relationship between lender and agent um, is because I feel like it, it tees you up perfectly to have a real understanding, or at least you should be talking about this stuff, but have a real understanding about what's going on with that person because. I feel like for us, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Henry and, and CP, but I feel like for us, we don't get as much FaceTime, right? Or we don't get as much talk time with our clients than, say, their agent does because you're out showing them houses every day. Right. A lot of times there's things that come back to us and they say, hey, listen, you know, they were concerned about this or they want to look at something or they want to do something else just because of X, Y, and Z. And so I feel like it's just so important to keep people educated. You know what I mean? So when you're going into, you know, just kind of transitioning into your life a little bit more and, and what you do is like when you go into a, a new buyer consult, yes. for example, whether yeah. they bought before or they're new to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are some of the first things that you're talking about aside from like how much they want to buy? Because that's always the that's first right. thing. Oh, I want to buy a million. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I do talk to them about about their credit, mm -hmm. um, and I say first of all, are you even pre-approved? Right. That's the very first, because that's going to change our entire conversation. Right. If you're not pre-approved for what you think you can get, then right. we're just talking mm -hmm. hypotheticals. Um, so if they say they're not, um, I try to get a little information about their credit. It's like, hey, have you been at your job for a certain amount of time? Yeah. You know, do you just got normal debts or you got some heavy debts, kind of thing, so that when I do connect them with um, with a loan partner. I can translate that information to them, and then they can start that conversation about yeah. their, their credit. Um, what I do see sometimes with, with clients, um, uh, you know, I've had a couple of them in the past where they would say, yeah, I want to pay off this stuff. I, I want to kind of repair, you know, right, right. do these things. But, but sometimes 
with without them talking to a lender because you guys are able to say, hey, if you yeah. do this, this will improve by this much and that much. Yeah. Without that conversation, a client can actually hurt their credit yeah. even more. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I've, I've seen some people where they – Oh, let me pay off this credit card and then close the account. It's oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, let's yeah. let's yeah. not do that. Right? Let's not yeah. close that ten-year-old account. Right, <laughs> right, right. Well, a lot of people <laughs> don't realize, and that's true. I mean, mm-hmm. there's that goes back to an education piece, and I'm actually glad yeah. that you say that you do that. Whether it's with, you know, and and here's the thing: I'm like not a big advocate of you know credit restoration companies and different mm-hmm. stuff like that when applying mm-hmm. for a mortgage, only because we have the ability to do the same thing here in house. You know, yeah. we have Quick Score. Uh, models and different things that can help us and a hundred percent of the time it works mm-hmm. as long as you do exactly what you're told to do yeah. um but it's it's kind of refreshing to know that that conversation is is being talked about because i think it's important you know a lot of people think if i close a 10 year old account that oh well, my credit's going to be great well what they don't realize is that and i know we're on the subject mm-hmm. of credit but i feel like it's so important um, they don't realize that you know your average duration or your average amount of years that you've had something open. Yes. Once you close that ten-year account, that drops your average to whatever the next card is or mm-hmm. whatever that next mm-hmm. uh, you know longest debt that you've accrued. And it's just it's it really really can affect. And there's a actually I have a quick story is that I had a client a pre-approved. It was you know our credit reports are good for ninety days or whatever it is. We had to repull and he actually dropped because he closed a large account. Mm-hmm. That him and his parents were on. He was a co, you know, they were co-signer or whatever. Yep. His credit score actually dropped under qualifying. Wow! So then we had to try to do the quick score to get it back up. Thankfully, we were able to save that and, and restore that in enough time. Yeah. But it, it can happen, and mm-hmm. I think that that's so important to to talk about that stuff up front. Um, you know, I just I, I don't know. I just think it's like a super super important thing to do. But you know, uh, another thing is about. Uh, purchasing a home is you. You probably get this question all the time: the down payment. I yes. got to put twenty. I got. I don't oh, have enough God. money because I got to save up to put twenty percent down. I had that conversation last week with somebody, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's twenty nineteen. We still have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are what are some of the things that you think? What do you think the, the I think? Uh, what do you think that the biggest issue is, or the biggest um, hurdle to get over when talking about down payment with people? Um, like I said, one, uh, there are some people who still think you need to put that 20% down. Right. And part of that comes from a conversation. Yeah. I, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you, hey, if you want to, fantastic. Yeah. But a lot of people, it's that conversation they're having with their parents because right. there was a time not too long ago, 20% was the, pretty much the only way to go. Um, but but also what I, what I try to let people know, too, is like, one, you don't need to put 20% on if you can, fantastic. But... It's, I believe, by people thinking they have to, it yeah. scares some people from even attempting to buy a house. Because when you think of some people, it's like, man, I, I want to buy 100000 I got to save $20,000. Yeah. That seems like an unobtainable goal to some people. Right. So they won't even attempt to do well, it. Well, because let's face it. I mean, the yeah. average American probably doesn't make enough for their situation to yeah. even start saving $5,000. Oh, yeah, you exactly, know? you know. Right. Um, so, yeah, so they won't even attempt to do that, and then they say, well, I'll just renew my lease again yeah. on my apartment. And yeah. Henry Doe. Yeah. The opposite side, though, it's is... It's a good apartment. Uh, <laughs> it's a good apartment. The opposite <laughs> side is, 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 you know, the whole other side, where people, I, 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 it shocks me, you know, when we talk to people that have absolutely not one thought of saving money or that they need mm-hmm. to save money you know and that's yeah. the other side of the coin i think in this world where for most things you don't need money 
you can charge it. You can, you know, just do whatever. Right. Zero yeah. down here, zero down there. Sign and drive away. Whatever so we've been the case we've been be. programmed to think. Yeah, we don't and need it's to. like you yeah. know, I want to buy this house, and I'm like, okay, cool. Well, let's talk about down payment. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have a down payment. Do you have any right. money saved? No, I have nothing mm-hmm. saved. Well, then yeah. you can't buy a house. Period. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have some money. Yeah. yeah. There is so no such thing as zero down yeah. and no money. Right. It doesn't Even exist. a VA loan. I mean, they still gotta pay some closing costs. Right. <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. And you get lucky. You know, you get lucky with some folks. You know, VA loans if there's concessions and lender mm-hmm. credits, and there you get lucky in some cases. Yeah. But yeah, the majority, I would say, ninety nine percent of all mortgages. I mean, there's got to be money from somewhere. But let's debunk this really quick. So like Mishta. And these $7,500 grants that all of a sudden are allowing people to have up to $7,500 to $15,000 in closing costs, you know, what are, what are your takes on them? Have you dealt with them very much? I haven't, um, and and I always refer people to the lender just because mm-hmm. I know those programs yeah. can be very specific right. on whether oh do I have to pay it back do I not how long I have to be in the house and and it's changing so much so I said yeah. I was like that's that's a lender question right <laughs> right yeah. referring to your lender well these um, these these mishta I mean they're the same thing like you know we call it mishta now mm-hmm. it, but it's the same thing as like an eighty twenty it's the same thing as kind of right. like a piggyback loan where you know when you buy your house I think a lot of people have this this thought in their head that if, okay, if I do the Mishta, that's just, the government's just helping me out. Yeah, they're just you, you know, paying for it. <laughs> they're just paying for it. And what they don't realize is that you've now absorbed 100% of your equity when you close on your house because the money that you had for a down payment is coming from another basically lien on the property. And yeah, if you live there X amount of years, it'll eventually go away. But, you know, I close today, the market depreciates tomorrow. I'm now technically underwater. And yeah, you can build yourself out of that, but the reality is that most people that need Mishta and need those first-time home buyer grants to really, really buy a home yes. don't have money. Don't have the money to then try to get themselves out of it later if something were to happen. You know, that's tough. It's a tough conversation to have. It yeah. is. Um, you know, for for me personally, you know, and and kind of talking about even just saving or whatnot. Um, one of the things that I personally did for myself that was trans formational for me in general. About a year ago, I started working with a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. And in that conversation, the purpose of that conversation was I said, in a year, I'm going to buy a house. So what do I need to do to save up a certain amount right. to buy a house? Yeah. And and obviously it's so that, smart too, it man. Is. I mean, it's and so obviously smart. it spans with other parts mm-hmm. of my you yeah. know, my life too, my finances. But now I'm sitting here, you know, under contract in a house right. because of something I did a year ago, and I try to get even some of my, even after they buy a house, I yeah. try to get some of my other clients to, I right. said, okay, now you got the house, fantastic. Yeah. Now work with financial advisor to keep the house. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, because, true. Because, listen, you know, even if you saved up money for your down payment, okay, after you buy the house, okay, we're all broke after that. Right, right. So right. <laughs> let's build up that for nest sure. egg and stuff again. Yeah. So yeah. that was something um, that I did, and I, and I try to uh, relay to all of my other clients in yeah. general. Um, I think it's so smart. I really yeah, do. Really I mean, is. here's the thing is, is buying a home is uh, – not even arguably, it is the largest investment you're going to ever make unless you make enough money to buy an airplane, 
right? And then we'll say that that's the biggest investment. Not, not get second home, just go straight to Nairobi. Just going straight. Yeah, just go, we're just <laughs> Maybe going a boat straight. Or something. Yeah, just yeah, just, it's fine. I mean, Travolta does it, I right? Mean, He's a pilot. It's a sixty so. million dollar jet, no big deal. Right, right. Yeah. If CP, you got a jet, right? Uh, helicopter. Okay, well, oh, I mean, it, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> middle class yeah. over here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so. I think a big but, thing about you know all these like you know zero down programs and all yeah. that. At the end of the day, you know you you'll never get free money. No, it's no, no, it's never free money, and you know it's kind of scary. at like, you know they're doing all these zero down programs and all mm-hmm. that. It's just like. It's almost like a scam, but in a way, like you're not yeah. putting the client in the best situation. It's, so that's it's lead generation. We've talked about this before. Is that yeah. there's there's companies out there that claim like, oh, well, zero percent down. You need a six hundred credit score. You need a payment in the bank. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they get in with you know X lender, whoever it is. I mean, we don't we don't ever touch those. I mean, we talk about them all the time, but we don't we don't ever do them. But um, you know, you need X amount of dollars in the bank to close on a loan. And then all of a sudden, what you find out later on is there's a ton of cost. or like, I love the, the, what, when, uh, clients talk about, you know, oh, well, this company's doing a low down payment program. Well, if they're doing a low down payment program, understand that there's ways to hide costs, right? And if you don't have a truthful lender, if you don't have somebody that explains that stuff, it's not necessarily that they're hiding it. I mean, it's always going to be there and you're going to be able to see it, yeah. but it's just where that, where is it being yeah. At. Is it in the interest rate? Is it showing on the document and stuff like that? So, you know, I just get really I get really weary about that stuff. Yeah. And it sucks for us. And it sucks oh, yeah. for you, too, exactly. you know, as an agent to like you know, it's be, to me, that's the same as like you working with a client pre-approved. You showed them 900 houses mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they signed with the listing agent. Yeah. You know, that's the yeah. same. That's how exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I know that where this is like, I feel like this is like a bash the industry kind of <laughs> podcast, but it's, it's but it's, it's true. The truth, though. it's true. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's hard for people to understand that. And it's hard for mm-hmm. people to kind of absorb that information and say, well, this guy's just being a dick. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's that there's so much out there that can hurt you right. as opposed to help you. You have to be educated on this stuff. I mean, yeah. it's super simple. And I've had clients who, you know, got their, their list of fees and everything from mm-hmm. the lender and it, you know, breaks everything down. And yeah. then all of a sudden there's like this chunk of $6,000 other fees. Yeah. And it's like, and I say, yeah, go back to your lender that. and yeah. ask them exactly what those other yeah. fees are. Right. Don't ask worry about it. Yeah, don't break. worry about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. they're going to say every don't time. That's, don't normal, that's normal stuff. That stuff will come <laughs> off later. Don't worry about it. That's exactly what it is. It's true, though. It's true. There's people that do that. We'll talk about it after Right. And we, listen, we, here's something that we simple simply enough here's something that we do for every single one of our clients i haven't really heard any different variation of it is that your mortgage is broken down into four simple quadrants your down payment is how much that's going to be the same anywhere you go if you're putting three percent down on a hundred thousand dollar house it's going to be the same no matter where then you have like your title fees and what we call your mortgage costs those are like third party title fees appraisal um, your recording fee, things of that nature. And then you have your escrow and your prorations. So prorations, you pay back to the seller. And then your escrow account builds it for the next time the taxes come due. And then you have your lender fees. And that's where people, I think, that's where people try to break down their loan estimates in most because this guy's giving me a 4% for no points. And this guy's giving me X for this many points. And I understand that everything comes on a risk, is, is risk-based in that, if somebody's telling you, if there's a huge variation, if I'm giving you a 5% and somebody's giving you a 4%, there's something wrong, right? There's either something wrong with, you know, we just suck at lending, which I think we're the, the best that I've ever worked for, but, or there's something wrong with them and then something, you know, there's, there's 
AI action item that's going to come up later that's now going to debunk why that happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of times that comes down to the points. That comes down to check your your escrow. Make sure that you understand what an escrow account is and prorations because it's an easy way to put, you know, we, we've talked about it last week in a meeting, but there's an easy way to not show a lot of escrow and not mm-hmm. show collecting enough months, but that stuff's going to pop up later. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you're you're talking about those things. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and that's that's where it comes in. But let's get off that topic. I want to talk about fun stuff. I want to talk about you. I want to talk about, you know, where you're planning on going this year, what you're planning on doing in your business. Um, and, you know, just what do you think about the this summer in, in real estate? What do you think is going to happen? Um, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be a pretty exciting summer. Um, I'm, I'm working with a lot of buyers and sellers right now. A lot of my sellers, they're they're. They're looking for that dream home, their their yeah. forever home, and, and everything. So if anybody has any new construction, there we go. <laughs> All, right. All right, in the two fifty range, I'm right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> new construction in the hundred thousand dollar range. Yeah, See yeah. Willie, that's good. That's cool. Yeah, but but you know, it, it it seems like you know spring kind of got here a little bit early. So you know, a lot of people are getting out and and they're mm-hmm. excited. And things are going off the market pretty quickly too. Yeah. So so that's pretty exciting as well. And when I and when I work with a lot of my buyers, you know, we're at this point now. It, it, we've been like this for a while too, where we don't have the luxuries. Like, all right, I seen this house. All right, let me let me sleep on it. I'll let you know by the weekend. Yeah, right. It's like, well, that house will be under contract, you right, know, right? By right. the weekend and everything. So so that just kind of goes back to making sure all of your ducks are in a row before you kind of go out and you mm-hmm. buy and sell. And everything, you know, and then just with my business in general, you know, one of my biggest goals for 2019, it's not just buying and selling, you know, for my clients, but it's delivering information um, that is valuable to them. You know, whether it be here within this conversation about credit score. um, I did an article in the Macomb Daily and the Oakland Press a few weeks ago, um, just kind of talking about how home ownership uh, within the African American community and mm-hmm. why that's declined and and you know some of the topics uh, surrounding that and how yeah. we can how we can um, navigate that um, and and like I said just just being that subject matter expert for yeah. people around me um, and talk about things that people are just afraid to talk about yeah. because they don't know what questions sure. to ask. And where to go to find those answers? And, and you wrote you wrote the article? No, I was I was featured in it. Um, oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I was I was featured in it, but you know they they were just kind of asking me my opinion on it. Yeah. Um, and and a few of the uh, a few of the points that I made, you know, one uh, was working with a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, two, a lot of people thinking that you need twenty percent down right. or or higher down payment. So because of that, they don't even attempt right. to begin to. Uh, to to look um and and like i said not people not knowing where to go or what questions to ask mm-hmm. so they just they just yeah. won't ask uh, I, think, I, I think that's great too is because you know there is it's it, i feel like we're never going to get to the point where people don't think 20 percent down is like what you yeah. need because like right now the average i think is six percent fourteen thousand or something like that yeah. um but even if you google it like 20 percent is a standard mm-hmm. you yeah. know what i mean but it's cool will you shoot that over the jest when you get some time oh, yeah. i want to see Absolutely. i want to read through that okay I yeah i think it's I very think interesting or yeah but i'll send it yeah, okay again yeah, okay yeah. cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure well hey we appreciate you being on with us and hanging absolutely. out absolutely 
I'm very honored to be here with you guys. This is fun. We're gonna have to do this again. I told them, I told before the show, just for anybody out there, is that this is gonna be the battle of the radio voices, you and me. Oh really? Yeah, you got a good, strong radio voice. Well, thank for you. Sure. I, I had a little start in radio. Okay. Well, we're gonna talk about that after we talk about my minivan for four hours. Anyways, Henry, thanks for hanging out I with appreciate us. Appreciate you having me. CP, thanks for hanging out yeah, with us. Definitely, Willie, definitely. give us all of your contact info. We want to know how to get a hold of you in case we're looking to buy, sell. Absolutely. Uh, you can call or text. Um, my phone number is 586-899-7644. Um, or you can search me on Facebook, online, um, Instagram, Willie Davis Realtor or WillieDavisRealtor.com. I love it. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, man. Thank you much. That's another episode in the books. Uh, we are six away from the, the big number 100. Right. CP hates when I do that. All right. really I'm Patrick Ali, another episode of uh, Live on Real Estate, and we'll see you next time.